Life's a Mitch. Here we go. There it is. Technical difficulties. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Mitch Potty. First one of 2023. And uh, so since we're nice and new, I'm going to be gentle as we slide on into the new year. <laughs> and anyway, so I've got a, a recurring guest. Uh, you may cast your minds back. Gosh, it's probably a year now. Now we had a, did a two-part series. Uh, Mr. Mike Valdez is a very funny gentleman, comedian, entertainer, uh, actor, all things awesome from the United States of America. And uh, without further ado, we'll just catch things up and see how we're going. Mike, how are you today? I'm good, man. I'm so happy to be on. Really, really excited to be the first guest of 2023. Ooh. That's nice. I'll tell you the what. The year should... of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year of the Mitch and the Mike, m and so right? back in fashion. Yeah. Uh, coming to a radio talk show near you. <laughs> so I love uh, it. I just thought we'd um we had a, a very hilarious two part conversation. So please, if you want to go back, have a listen. Check out Mike's podcast as well, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. Here we go. Yeah, I remember it. Good. And um And M- Mitch has been on it as well. So mm. that's a really good one too. There you go. Yeah. And um so please I implore you, we'll go back and check that out. And today I thought we'd just catch up, shoot the shit, because Mike is a very funny man. And uh, he reminds me of a younger version of Mitch Kelly, you know, just with hair <laughs> frolicking around. <laughs> Back when and, um, Mitch Kelly had hair and a bunch of stuff, yeah. Oh, I, once you sure. pop, you can't stop, mate. It's dead set. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. So I love that. I just thought, like, there's no there's no set uh, agenda here. Like, we just thought we'd shoot the shit, you know. You've got some new merch yeah. to come out for your podcast, and you've been working yeah. on some things. So, Mika, we, we could delve into that, and I'm sure our friend Bianca would like a shout-out at some point. So, here it is. Sure. Shout-out <laughs> so to there you. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> this message brought to you by Mitch Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny, man. Like I, and it's, I'm glad that I'm talking to you about this now because Bianca and I were talking about this where like in America, your accent is very uh, exotic. And so because it's exotic, it's immediately like a panty dropper, if you will, you know? Um, And I was wondering, (laughs) does, is it the same way with my accent in Australia? Do people go, Wow, like that's a different accent. I've never heard that before. Well, it depends where you go. I mean, for me to be considered tropical, like, sure. gosh, it must be a very, very low benchmark. <laughs> I mean, it's America, so you're right. But... <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, yeah, understandably, like, um, you know, it's the, the foreign accent syndrome, as they call it, or whatever. Like, if you are yeah. the quote unquote exotic piece of root, you know, it's like the party don't start till I exactly. walk in. But exactly. It can be, yeah. But at the same time, Australians are very cynical of the world. I mean, we call right. people from the UK poms, pommies. I don't know where that yeah. stems from. We call people from the US yanks, you know, because the Yankees or whatever. So, like, even you could be, like, from LA, the furthest place from New York. Yeah. Bloody yeah, yanks. You're still a yank. Yeah, you're like, still a and, yank. Yeah. And, you know, like, the stereotypes are, you know, people in Australia generally think that Americans are self-absorbed, very loud, rude, all that sort of thing. People think, uh, from Britain, you know, crooked teeth, they got no idea, they're idiots. And yeah. the stereotype is if you're from New Zealand that you like to be intimate with some of the farm animals over there. But, you know, like, <laughs> it's, um, but it always comes down I mean, to the, to the some individual. Of those, some of those, yeah, you're absolutely right in the sense of like some of those stereotypes are pretty. I mean, all of those stereotypes are, you could say that about people in America, like just mm. like in certain states of America, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just, it's 
it's a stereotype because there's a there's a percentage of people and at the end of the day people want to put everyone in a box even though it's not that's not the right way to to talk or to to treat people is to like put them in a box like oh you're this person or you're from here so you must be this way it's yeah. like that's not necessarily true you know that's right and like that's you know stereotypes be damned um long story short you would be a panty dropper for the following reasons one you're handsome as buggery two, yeah well thanks man two i mean if i was that way inclined then uh <laughs> You know, you and I would dine, and then sixty nine, and three, <laughs> and three. Like, you know, if you say if I took you out with some of my friends, and you know they brought along some of their friends, and there was girls there and stuff, or guys, or right. what, you know, whoever you're into, um, whatever. We we don't discriminate here on Life's a Mitch, of and, course. And um, the fact that you are a kind gentleman, you are good at what you do, you're funny. Uh, you're a handsome AF and you'd have me as a wingman, chances are you'd have no chance at all. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, you, Hell you, yeah. I think That's hilarious. I think you'd go fine, man. Um it actually That's brings hilarious. me it actually brings me to uh this part. I like to do it every week. Everyone knows yeah. this section. So would you like to join me, Mike, and have an yet another bitchy with Mitchy? I would love to. Would you like to kick things off or would you like me to? I would like for you to go first. All right. Something has been grinding my gears. Okay, okay. so so I, uh, about a year ago, I moved in inland to a town called Orange, which is where my dad grew up, and his dad's from here. And uh, it's one of the coldest places in the state. It is absolutely oh. ridiculous. Okay, so in in winter, you're getting temperatures of minus seven degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. but it's cold as as, as shit. And that what I wanted to bitch about was prematurely going bald because, like, being five foot nine like I am, mm-hmm. and a bald man. I'm a giant human thermometer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I go red when it's, it's hot. I go blue when it's cold. You know, it's been snowing when there's white shit on my head. And it's <laughs> and like on top of that, the boys from work absolutely give me heaps. Oh, mate. Right. Oh. <laughs> the uh, d- when, you, uh, when you get really hot, does does your head explode oh, like just, in cartoons? Oh, you know, like hey, you see the 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 knockoff at work whistle and you see the steam coming out and you hear the Wah! like that. Yeah, it's like nice. if someone insults me, that's what happens. Wah! Okay, what did you fucking say? Like that's funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I guess the bitch is my shit genetics. <laughs> yeah, like I mean that's that's kind of everybody's bitch, really. <laughs> like yeah. right. My brother's I mean, tall, full head of hair. Mom, dad's bald. Mom's bald. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> mom's bald. Got my mom's hair. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, um, I mean, one thing. <laughs> this is something that bothers me, just because, like, it's like a funny. It bothers me. It's not really something that that like truly bothers me, but something that really bothers me uh is like and i've said this on stage so so i'll just say it like this like how like i usually ask people how many people have dogs and everybody's like yeah you know whatever and i go now out of those people how many people have an instagram just for your dog and then people you know clap and i go okay now here's the thing i'm okay with you having a, a an instagram account for your dog there's nothing wrong with that because look at the end of the day we're all trying to be influencers. And if we can get a company to give us free dog food, great. You know, the problem that I have is people that DM other dogs on Instagram as their dog. 
Okay, Hang that's on. my problem. Can I can, can I try and recreate one of those uh, one of those misses? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, how are you today? <laughs> that's great. How about those movie snacks? Like, yeah, like it's just like uh... I think I've just woken up the neighborhood. Sorry. Like it just says, like you know, want a bone, or you know, um, it's funnily enough, know. I send that to some. I DM that. To... I DM that as well. Want a bone? Block. Yeah, it's not. It's not as cute when we go. Hey, you want to do it doggy style? But when you have a dog Instagram, you know, like. So the um, trick is make a Tinder with a dog name and be like, want a bone. Yeah, want a bone? Like, just like, yeah, you want to go to the corner and do it us style? Like, I don't know. And and so, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just think people, I think people like that need to go into a factory, turn on the conveyor belt, and eat all of the dicks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I just don't like people like that. Like, you are some sort of personality if you... <laughs> I mean, and not only that, like, this is another thing, too. Like, I think and this this might get me some flack because people be loving animals. And look, I love animals, too. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that there's a there's a type of person that has a pet just so they can take them in public. So they have something to talk about, you Mm. know? Like, it's almost like a talking piece. Like, if a guy has a dog, usually he'll bring him into, like, you know, the a mail store or, like, you know, the like a UPS store, which is, like, where you send packages here in the States. Like, you know, like, they'll, they'll take them there. And then because they know the girls are going to be like, oh, my gosh, like, how old is he? And, like, you know, what's his name? And blah, blah, blah. And then they think that they can slip in their number. It's like... People like that have always bothered me. And also, yeah. if you if you bring a snake in public, you're a serial killer. <laughs> like oh, straight up. I generally like straight up. I've only got a worm to offer in public. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> a worm. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, well, you're exactly right, though. So in Australia, there's a term called peacocking. So are you familiar with what a peacock bird is? That is. Okay, I think I know where this metaphor is going, and that's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah. It is peacocking. Yeah. So, yes. if, so for those of you out there, it's not talking about having urinating and pulling out your penis. No. <laughs> so, so in in Australia, for those of you who aren't familiar, there are birds that are called peacocks, and the males have a tail that um. Oh, it's kind of like the the bad guy in Kung Fu Panda Two. Yes, uh, he exactly. Can, he can has a tail that opens up at the rear end. Sort of like mm-hmm. a fan, like a Chinese fan, and uh, presents himself as kind of like a, you know, putting out super likes on Tinder, I suppose. Right. <laughs> and the idea well, is I mean, to the, attract someone in. The beauty of it is that the peacock has these beautiful colors, and that's how the peacock attracts the female. Yeah. You know, and and I'm assuming that the way that you use that metaphor is like we're spreading out our wings, and it's like, oh, look at what I do. I have a dog. I have a daughter. Yeah, I have a, you know you know that type of thing and i and also and i think one of the reasons why it's like such a like it makes it makes me as a guy want to like bitch and moan about it because like i know what they're doing like as another guy i see it and i'm like come on man like do you got to do that in public you know what i mean like mm. like can you just like i don't know that's just that's just me but um yeah, i don't know if you roll your eyes when you see someone peacocking but... oh it's um 
you know, it depends if they're at out in, in public at a store with a dog peacocking or at the trough having a urinating, you know, peacocking. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But no, it's oh, you that's... can you can peacock in the bathroom as well, yeah. like, oh, depending so... on which way you go. You like know the, what I mean? Like the English language has multiple meanings for several words like live and live spelt the same different thing peacocking right. yeah, that you can see where i'm going thank you very much exactly. english language um exactly <laughs> but you're exactly right though and for me like i see something like that and i cringe like it's yeah. um like but it must work for them so power to them right um i hope so like i'm just jealous because i look at that and go yeah maybe i should try something like that but anyway, <laughs> why didn't i get a dog oh, yeah, you know so- yeah. Oh, and I look at the poor dog and he's just like, today's been rough. I just, you know, yeah, telepathic right? with dogs and stuff, of course. Sure. Yeah, that's, no, that's, a, that's a fair bitch, mate. Like, that's that's a fair call. Um, nice. Okay. So, for you, I got mm-hmm. to gotta ask this. Do you have, sure. like, an absolutely brilliant pickup line or a cheesy pickup line that you might use on someone? Like, have you ever oh, gone man. up and had the courage to do that? I've never, I've never done it seriously. I always do it as, like, a joke you know um but i have a few um one that i would always do in high school was was i would <laughs> this is so so high school oh my god i would say i would say uh i would go around the girl and sniff the area and go oh my god did you just fart and she goes ew no and i go well you just blew me away (laughs) (laughs) so stupid (laughs) so stupid i mean it worked zero times um i'm trying to think of other things i mean the obvious like you know are you a parking ticket because you've got fine written all over you i like you know it's a good one um i I got a a one i used once and it was it's, it was successful. She was a cougar, uh, so 11 years older than I, and it resulted in consensual lovemaking for about three seconds. It was great. and uh, well, That's awesome. I mean, like... One time, one time, I will say this, the only time I've done it and it worked was one time at an improv show. I was doing comedy, and the game was that we were supposed to come up with, uh, with pickup lines, and our... And our um our theme, like the, our our topic, was astrology or astronomy, right? So space, and so people were like, were like, oh, like I don't ever want to be in any space without you, like you know things like that. And I came up with one on the spot, and the girl actually really liked it. We ended up talking afterwards. All right, let's. What but have I, you got? What have you got? What was it? It was. It was. Hey, you must be Saturn because I want to put a ring on it. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. And and I mean, literally, I was just going for the joke. Like that was all it was. And like, and the crowd went like, "Whoa, that's like actually a good pickup line." I just tried. <laughs> I just tried to come up with one. Okay. So I'll be. I would say to the girl, "You must be Mercury because you are. You are hot. Have a go." That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's just like, or no, nah, I tried to think of something about Uranus, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, was, I couldn't go there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the obvious one, I think. Yeah, I mean, Uranus is the obvious one. Um, you know, um, you you don't want to say to someone that they're Jupiter because they're big as hell. You know, <laughs> you don't want to say that. Oh, you know. Oh, I, can I have your number because I want a Neptune, you girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah i want to do an improv. Not... i've never done an improv class i would love to do one i reckon it'd be fun 
yeah uh, i mean i will be honest like it was something that uh that i loved at the time it was super fun like we would play all these games these like short form games and then we would do long form as well um one thing that i can say is that uh the thing that's tough about improv is like there's only a few like there's only like a couple hundred people in the world that are really good at it you know what i mean and those are the people you want to pay to see yeah and the other people you're just like damn i feel like i just spent 20 bucks on a show and this sucks <laughs> you know what i mean like there's a show so... on, there's a show on or there used to be a show on australian tv called thank mm-hmm. god you're here yeah, what it, okay. it, it was similar to an SNL skit. Or what they do is they'd have a few actors that would be in a scenario, and they had lines, and the person coming in had to react based on their questions. For example, okay, one of the Australia's most famous comedians, Andy Lee, was put into like an office setup, and the mm. situation was as he was sleeping with the clerk, and the boss just found out about it. Yet she was the daughter, and like so they're okay. they're arguing. He he goes in. It was it was. I'll send you a few uh, skits. It was so funny. And they should That's bring it really back. great. Mm. Yeah, that reminds me of like whose line is it anyway? Have you seen that? Yeah, with Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah. Drew Carey and like uh, Colin Mockery, Greg Proops, uh, all these great improvisers. But that's the thing. It's like there's there's so many improvisers uh, in the world, but only a few of them deserve to be on television because of how good they are at it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. like you know, I mean, there's one improv special comedy special on netflix and it's and it has two people in it and that's it and it's just like it's like a wonder that it was even made it's it's gorgeous i mean i I, it's beautiful it's called um middle ditch and schwartz i don't know if you've seen it but it's uh have you ever seen uh I'm, i'm assuming you've probably seen parks and rec love parks and rec so Ben Schwartz is on Parks and Rec yeah. and um and Thomas Middleditch was on uh Silicon Valley. He's the star of Silicon Valley and the two of them are phenomenal improvisers and they literally their whole thing was they pick they're in a theater and they do they did about six shows and then they filmed or they filmed six of them and they pick three of them um to put on Netflix and uh the whole thing is that they just ask some like ask a random person hey what's a crazy story that happened or whatever they tell them the story and they do an entire hour of comedy based on this one little story that they heard at the very beginning it's incredible it's incredible like it's like but again there's so many improvisers (laughs) like like literally like taking a class is like you you take classes to be that good you know and like it's just it's not for everybody you know but it is super fun that I, it's something i would recommend that everybody should do at least try it because it does make you get a lot better it makes you get a lot better at talking it makes you listen it makes you like a thing this was something that i personally benefited from it I have a I used to have a really big problem, especially talking to women where I couldn't look at them in the eyes and improv taught me you have to look at people in the eyes because you need to know what they're about to say to you. Like you have to be in touch with these people and be close with these people, which is why like and I and I feel like a lot of people that I talk to after shows 
we get really close really fast because like I'm literally like sitting there and listening. Now it's second nature where like, you know, women, you know, I'll be on dates and women are like, man, you really listen. And I'm like, yeah, that's aren't you supposed to do that? Like, that's, <laughs> that's little, the that's whole point. Of- it's supposed to be uh, human contact or whatever, you know, human yeah, exactly. interaction. It's similar for me. Like I, I learned it off um, a, a friend of mine's dad. Like when we used to play football together and stuff when we were kids, mm-hmm. I was about 16 and I'd always shake his hand and shy away. He said, he used to call me bruv. Right, oh, bruv, mm-hmm. you look me in the eyes. Shout out to your old Savo, your old prick. Yeah. And he used to, um, <laughs> he used to, if he said, you look me in the eyes, you look someone in the eyes, it gives off confidence. And yeah. it was not a few weeks later. I had an interview for my first like real job and, you know, making eye contact and they said, you're very confident, aren't you? I said, oh, if that's what I'm putting out, then we'll go with yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fake very... it till you make it. That's another thing too. Oh, that's like... what you... Yeah. I was very, very insecure teenager. Yeah. Um, same. But who uh, wasn't? I got, got there in the end and I was the door greeter at a hardware store chain called Bunnings Warehouse, which is kind of like nice. our, our Walmart, you know, the huge, Okay. like, oh, can you please tell me where all the nuts are? Uh, you'll find nice. them in all later at the front end of the store here. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was kind of like you could do a skit as people are walking in and out. I loved it. That's um, cool. And, you know, people are like, hello, Mitch. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Mitch. Hello, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> and, great. And, yeah, it was a good It was a good, uh, good job. What was your first ever job? Oh, man. My first job was a – I was a grocery store bagger. I think. Yeah, I was a grocery store bagger. That was my very first job. And then I did a few other things. Like, I mean, majority of these jobs when I was a teenager was just like summer jobs like to do in between school. So I did that. Um, I remember one one year, one summer, I I worked at a movie theater and I thought that it was going to be amazing. Because that's what everybody thinks when, you know, when you work at a movie theater, you're like, oh, we're going to watch free movies and you never have time to go to the movies because you're always working, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So like, it's just, it was, oh, and another thing too, um, they were, I I specifically remember that I, when I worked, it was when um, the Dark Knight came out and we weren't allowed to get pre-screening tickets like the like the midnight screening tickets yep we weren't allowed to get midnight screening tickets or free tickets for like two or three weeks after that movie came out so i if we wanted to see the movie we had to pay for it like everybody else like it was just like what's the point of even working here (laughs) like (laughs) like just to just to see how annoying everybody is about their popcorn like because people and people are annoying about their popcorn dude like I mean, I don't know how it is in Australia, but like here, people are like, I want you to fill it a quarter of a way, then put butter all over it, then fill it another quarter of a way and then more butter and then put it another, you know, and then you would give it to them. And then inevitably, five minutes later, they'd give it back and say that there was too much butter in it. (laughs) See, me being me, I'd be like, well. Why don't you just bring some butter in from the supermarket and just jam it all in there, you fat bastard? <laughs> <laughs> you want some popcorn See? with your butter, champion? <laughs> See, that's the thing that, like, I wish that I was Australian sometimes because, like, from the way that you make it seem, you make it seem like it's like comedy is is a way is a language in Australia. You know what I mean? Like, like you can make jokes with strangers. 
you know and, <laughs> and in america can. and in america everybody takes everything so personally like, I you think know that, what i mean yeah so I, okay so when i i lived in the uk for about a year in circa 15 16 and i went on a bus trip i did a kentucky tour which is like a australian-based uh, company that does tours all over the world and mm. generally the majority are australians but this time we were lucky there were equal parts Australians, Americans, Canadians, and Kiwis, and a few ladies from uh, Namibia. Anyways, okay. So we we're all going around the table, learning different table games. Like I showed them table footy. Uh, some of the American guys showed us, you know, table gridiron, and Canadians would show us table hockey, and so on. Anyways, and then we went around the table and we asked, you know, what's the worst insult you could be called, and. Uh, some of the girls from Toronto would be like, oh, Mitch, you'd call someone a motherfucking cocksucker. And I thought, <laughs> that's cute. And yeah, the, the guys from Cali, Steve Cali, he's like, oh, you call someone a motherfucker and then you know they're ready to go down. Uh, uh, okay, that's that's adorable. And that was a like, good accent, by the way. <laughs> and they're like, what about you, Mitch? What's the worst thing you can call someone? I'm like, a cunt. Oh, my God, you can't say that. Yeah, well, that's, but, but that's, that's the why truth. it's the worst thing. <laughs> That's, but at the same time, like we use There's it. There's also a couple of other words that we're not allowed to call people, but that's, <laughs> but we all kind of know. We, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it's so we use it so much. Like the English and the Kiwis are the same. Like yeah. we use them grammatically, you know, in so many ways. Like I'm gonna fuck this guy up means we're gonna punch his lights in, or you know, right. I'm fucking her. Everyone knows what that means. Or mm-hmm. you know, if someone. So the other day, someone called me a cunt and I said, well, they're useful. So what else you got for me, champion? <laughs> right. <laughs> he didn't know what to say. He's like, what? You heard me, hero. Yeah. He's like, I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I, I'm i not sure if you know this comedian, but I relate to Pete Holmes a lot. Do you know who that is? Don't know. Going to look him up now. He's great. And uh, he... He and I have a very similar, you know, uh, style, but also upbringing in the sense of like, you know, we both grew up Christian and like, you know, we're kind of, you know, phasing out religion and it's more about like spiritual stuff than it is about like the religion aspect of it. And he talks a lot about that on stage. And one of the things that he says is like, you know, I knew I started having a problem when uh you know because i started cursing and things like that and then he's go- he goes i knew i had a problem with cursing when i went to my doctor and i told him uh i haven't been fucking with cheese lately <laughs> <laughs> and and i was like oh i probably shouldn't be saying it this much like and he but like at first he was like you know uh oh it's this bit that he says where he's like you ever get so mad that you you start saying swear words that make no sense like somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're just like oh cock butter like <laughs> and it's like what is that that's and he's cock like butter is my sexiest go-to move hey doll, what... <laughs> cock butter time initiate go go gadget dick <laughs> <laughs> yes dude <laughs> probably why i'm single yeah, yeah, you and me both, man. <laughs> cock brother, cock butter brothers, eh? That's yeah, our, man. That's our new podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we're both lactose intolerant, <laughs> right? Yeah, man, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I are you uh are are you lactose intolerant? Really? I am a little bit, yeah, and like, and I was okay. gonna say, like, drawing. We back all to, are a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Going back before, my my the, one of the cheesiest pickup lines I've used mm-hmm. 
it was successful on this cougar. And as I've said, like I had a spare 10 minutes with her afterwards. It was nine minutes 40 of getting my pants off. The rest was crying. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> there is no shame in crimaxing out there. Um, Crimax. But, but, but the, the, the pickup line was, excuse me, can you please tell me how much a polar bear weighs? <laughs> I don't know. Enough to break the ice. Hey, Mitch, can I buy you a drink, please? <laughs> nice. And she's like, and what, without fail, she was so like, you think I'm a straight shooter. This woman was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I, and she, she went to a friend. She told a friend. She giggled. And the friend came over to me. She goes, I'll let you buy me a drink. I said, well, you've just approached me, Dale, so you can buy me one. Like, uh-huh. She's like, yeah. okay, what would you like? I'm like, wow, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah, there and, you um, go. And it was cool. Like, See, it, it's easier to flirt when you're being, when when someone comes up to you first. You know, when you're... Often to me yeah, well that's what but, but that's what i'm saying it's like and and to be fair like that doesn't necessarily happen to guys that often you know with women like women don't really come up to guys that often but when they do it's a little easier to flirt you know 100 percent. like i am um, i'm a curvy gentleman i call myself i've got an uncle bod it's dad bod adjacent but just as curvy because i don't have kids <laughs> nice very good love just, it just happen to have a slight set of guns <laughs> kick yeah. you and nice. um yeah, like <laughs> safety's always on, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um I think, you know, oh, so I've I've been lucky enough on this podcast. I've spoken to relationship experts and even sexologists and sex workers and you know, mm. it's been interesting and the, the most like they and they were all women and they said that some of the most attractive traits in a man is if they know what he wants, you know, if he's if he's like secure in who he is and might know his love languages or what 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 you know might be the case. Mm-hmm. And um you know, if you can portray confidence, not arrogance, and right. just simply because, you know, we also spoke about society, how society dictates that men, you know, have no feelings and are able to, you know, be bulletproof and this and that. Like, that's a bullshit Correct. stereotype. And right. to everyone out there, don't be like that. Speak up. You know, you've got a platform here. There's a yeah, services in the US and in Australia as well. Anyways, um, sidetracked there and we're back. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you can be confident enough and secure in yourself to talk about what's going on, then that'll be, they all said that that's a huge win. And right. that's all what, what I'm trying to do every day. Cause I'm still insecure as it gets, but you know, you're going forward. I've had two dates with this girl in orange. Um, and last night went really well. We had dinner and had a bottle of wine afterwards and, you know, it was really good. And, and all I was just doing was being myself and talking about the passions and whatever. And that went right. really well. So yeah yeah i mean that's that's at the end of the day that's what you're supposed to do and that's how you find someone that's right for you because you're just not trying you know you're just being who you are sorry i am no you're all good i just got a text saying that uh i have a big head so thanks 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 for that ship <laughs> you kid so uh what else is going on man you've got a new uh range of merch come out for the podcast yeah as well, i do you? yeah yeah yeah, so I have uh, I just started a, a merch line <clears throat> called Childlike Wonder, and uh, I'm actually wearing one of the T-shirts right now. Uh, it's a, it was a little Viewmaster. Ah, uh, yes, I remember having one of those and, as a kid. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, on the corner here, it says Mike Valdez, and then it says Childlike Wonder, uh, and then there's a, a bigger graphic on the back. Um, I also have crewnecks uh, with the same logo. And I also have uh, a T-shirt with uh, a cartoon 
like version of me and it says Mike Valdez comedy's favorite cartoon um you know things like that and you can find all of that um at childlikewonder.co um yeah. or childlikewondermerch.com um whichever yeah. one I'll, I'll put up the links later but yeah so yeah just to uh, sort of revisit so mike's podcast is about nostalgia and it's about mm-hmm. you know film especially if you're a kid of the 90s i think yeah. it, like we are um you know it's about you know childlike wonder what it was like you know remember when you were a kid and you know those feelings you get when you eat that box of cereal or you know watch those right. old nickelodeon shows or whatever it might be exactly I mean, we reviewed a box of cereal and it was really we fun sure did. and yeah, um, we sure did and I believe it was, did, I, did, uh, did I send you some Milo cereal as well? Did you get that? You sure, you sure did. Yeah. yeah, you sent me, you sent me Milo cereal, and then you sent me um, this cereal that uh, that is phenomenal. Like I was like really surprised at how good it was. Um, it was like wheat wheat mix or something. Wheat bits. Oh yeah, Australia. That's that's Australia. So good. Australia's favorite. Um, so yeah. there was a there was a slogan in the nineties. Um, it was how many wheat bits can you do? So famous sports stars. So in Australia, cricket's huge. So Brett Lee was a cricketer. Uh, uh-huh. They had football players. They had you know everything going on. And they, uh-huh. how many wheat bits do you do? So you try and cram in as many as you could. You now I used to like it with a bit of sugar on top and banana on top of that. Yeah. Um, bit of milk, and then you go to town, and then about twenty minutes later, I'd have to go and do a poo because I didn't realize I was like. Sure. So yeah, poo talk, poo, poo talk yeah. again. How good, and, <laughs> and but yeah, that was a that was a thing in the nineties in Australia. Like it was, how many can you do? And then you go into school yeah. and brag about it. This morning I had three, and you're like, you fucking <laughs> pussy, I had five. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, was... so that I mean, it's like ob- it, This one's obvious, but Tim Tams are so good. Um, you sent me over Tim Tams, and uh, and those they're were some, they're some of the best. Oh yeah, they're the best. Yeah, I mean, I you told me also about the hack where like you take a bite off of the top and the bottom, and then you use it as a straw for your coffee. Yeah, like a fat oh, bastard one hundred and one. <laughs> so good. So if you're so out there good. and you want to try something new, um, you take a bite from diagonal corners on the Tim Tam, and then you slurp through it like a straw, mm-hmm. and then you can instantly feel the calories just going straight to your colon. But oh yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. what are, what else has been going on? What's on for you this year and what have you got coming up? And Well, I mean, I've I, I'm constantly auditioning um, you know, for stuff. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff that I've auditioned for that I auditioned for last year that sadly did not get, but I'm also writing some stuff. Uh I'm in the process of writing a cartoon. Uh, with uh, with a production company right now um, and they're trying to sell it uh, to Legion M or IMDB or something and essentially it's basically a, um, a show uh, where it's two guys that are trying to pitch a movie that already exists but the the pitch is really bad so it's called bad pitch and so it's just like a, a really like bad it. yeah it's it's basically a really bad like um assessment of a movie you know um so um you know there's that and then um been writing a few little screenplays as well because i love writing 
TV pilots and things like that. I wrote a while back, I wrote a spec script for It's Always Sunny and I posted it on on Reddit yesterday just because like it was something that like I did <clears throat> I did a while ago and I was so proud of it, you know, because I, I love that show and and it makes me laugh a lot. And I was like, man, it'd be really nice to like have these guys read it you know i'm not trying to get a job i'm not trying to get them to pay me money i'm not trying to get them to film it i just want them to read it and just be like hey like i think this guy's funny or whatever like that's literally it you know um so we'll see what happens with that you know i mean Hmm. there was a guy there was a guy years ago that posted uh a script that he wrote about uh a seinfeld script but the the episode happens during 9-11 and um yeah and so he posted that on reddit and then it just went all around hollywood and then he got hired to write on family guy because of that so like you know you never know what someone's gonna gonna say about your work like they might just like it might just be a bunch of fans reading it to read it or it might be like wow this is actually really good like you never know who's who's reading anything or, or anything, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's more for fun, but, um, but yeah, other than that, man, just a bunch of comedy shows. I have a comedy show actually this weekend that I'm doing. Um, and Bianca's going to be there. So yeah. I was about nice. to say, is that, so I listened to, um, your episode with yesterday. So Bianca put us in contact I, mm-hmm. in Australia. I keep going to say Bianca, but I don't right. want to get that wrong because she'd be like, oh, my God, Miss, you got that wrong. Oh, my God, you, you're, so, you're so shit, or whatever it might be. <laughs> so I could just say, uh, you know, uh, Bianca. <laughs> right. So um, I need to get over there. I was actually talking about coming to visit, and she said, I think he was drunk when he was texting me. No, I wasn't drunk. I was tipsy. Please get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. for me, it's it, it's about a, an eight-hour flight to Hawaii, so it's okay. doable. And yeah, with, that my, is doable. with my current job, I do week on, week off. Okay. So if I could take a few personal days, I might be able to stretch it out to nine or 10 and then fly over, see them. Cause I've always wanted to go there and, you know, visit all the sites and all that. Sort yeah. Of so it's a you'd possibility. Have a blast. Hmm. Yeah. You'd have a blast there for sure. Hawaii and, is a great place. And so I oh, sorry, got sidetracked. So Bianca put us in contact, you know, I'm sure we'll revisit. You're like, oh, here we go again. Here's the story. Here's a story of a man named Mitchie who was to podcasting in Australia on his own. <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah, she uh, put us in contact and um, the rest is history. So shout outs to you and Scott. You guys go well and um, enjoy your, the show. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'd like to see you do stand up too. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. It's um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of video to go around. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be fun. I mean, I'm always doing shows as much as I can. And, uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm writing, I'm writing music, I'm writing screenplays or I'm doing auditioning or just a bunch of different things, you know, so, you know, I think the world needs more people like that, always creating, doing something, yeah. you know, like if you are able to scratch that, that itch, you know, I'm, in my case, I scratched that Mitch yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just like did the pun dog face to mike in the camera and i realized this is an audio medium so i'm moving on (laughs) and um for me like i do a radio show here in town i do so week on in the mine and then week off um do this to the radio show um 
I'd like to start doing more because like a year ago I was I had the scrubs thing going and I was at like like a higher point than what I am now with listeners and stuff, which isn't why I do it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was more like exciting for me. But now I live at the moment I'm in a share house, the so time is limited to when I can do this. When I'm mm-hmm. in the new place, I'm gonna be doing so many more episodes and whatever. Um, yeah. So but I remember know, when we talked last, you were wanting to get in radio. Yeah, and... well, I, I got a, it's a small place. It's a little community station, so it's local. They can stream it online too. And um, right. it's just about playing songs, talking to members of the community. And uh, so I'm, I met some interesting people. Uh, the guy who runs it, his name's Daryl. He, um, he's a former international level cricket umpire. And mm. back in the 90s and the early 2000s, um, there were some controversial decisions he made on the field. Um, make, it, make of it what you will, but it's divided opinions. But it was interesting to get his take. Like he was on the last episode, and um, really nice guy. We just spoke about yeah. nice food and cricket, and carried on like a pair of absolute plebs. But um, right. it was really, and some of the people that I've met, I'm sure the same with you. Like with your comedy or your show, or whatever, it allows you to have a creative outlet. And at the same time, I didn't know I could be thankful to people in a way that I I have doing this because current the only currency you cannot receive back is time. And if people right. are willing to spend that currency on you, whether it's creating art or coming up with a, an idea for a show or whatever it might be, I, I couldn't be more thankful for it. And um, yeah, so to yourself and everyone out there who has spent the time listening, collaborating, whatever it is, I always say thank you. Of course. And for the people that don't enjoy it, one, don't listen, or two, if you don't like it, you can have your money back. Oh, wait, it's a free yeah. service. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true, though. That's true, though. Like, I mean, there's so many people that are like, willing to complain about something that's free it's like bro like if you don't like it then stop listening to it like i mean it's it's kind of what i tell people all the time you know where you know in america everybody's everybody usually gets mad about like oh i can't believe this actor is still working or like because they did such terrible things or can't believe this show is still on because it's ruining our society or whatever And it's like, bro, at the end of the day, if there was a show where the whole premise was a monkey shitting and a billion people watched it, NBC would give it 14 seasons. Do you understand? Like, it's about the money. It has nothing to do with the quality of the show. It has nothing to do with anything. The way that you can speak up is by not watching it. (laughs) That's how you speak up. Yeah. You know? 100%. 100%. Like, like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Also, yeah, and, you know, I mean, I if they want to pay me seven seasons for me shooting, I'd go for it. I'd give me some of that Netflix money. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Well, um, you'd have to give me 10% because it was my idea, so... <laughs> we'll, we'll split it 50-50. They can film you yeah. shooting, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That reminds me of The Simpsons, where like there's like this giant, this giant like uh trough that's full of shit, and and Marge is like, that's all from the pig, and he goes, well, I helped. (laughs) (laughs) Or or the episode where Grandpa's kidneys explode, and they, wow, check out the size of that toilet. The Simpsons is undefeated, man. It's my favorite show. It still it's is. Still man. going strong. I I, I grew yeah. up on it. So I, every Me weeknight, too. every weeknight, six o'clock, The Simpsons would be on at six thirty. 
There's an Australian show called Neighbours. They love it in the UK. So okay. you'd, be, you'd be glued to your TV watching that and then dinner would come out and then um, later on Family Guy, Futurama, um, South Park, that all come as all well. All good stuff, yeah. Um, That's all good stuff. I mean, it, it. what's so funny is like um, I was just having a conversation about this with somebody where The Simpsons, at least in the States, it's a lot like Saturday Night Live in that it feels like people our age, they're like, man, it isn't as good as it was when I was a kid. And it's just people complaining. But if it went off the air, people would riot. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, because because it's been a staple in comedy since the beginning of our lives. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, so so that's kind of how I, I look at, this is me watching SNL. And, and I learned this through Vulture Comedy. I think you should watch SNL like you're watching sports. And every skit is like, okay, that was a win or a loss. And you go, I thought that was funny or I didn't think that was funny or whatever. And if they have more wins than losses, then it was a good show. Because chances are not every skit on Saturday Night Live is going to make you laugh. Like we we always think, I mean, they're making a show every week live. (laughs) Like that's the thing that's that you need to remember. Like, I mean, it's it's an institution that's been happening for over 50 years. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's, I, it's a great show. I mean, I I actually, I talked to Bianca about this. I just had a a colleague of mine is on it now. He, he actually just got cast in it. And, uh, and I mean, I'm so happy for him. We used to take improv classes together. He was in my improv team. So like, it's just, it's awesome. You know? Yeah. You're talking about like, that whole um imposter syndrome and stuff and yeah. i actually i was actually going to talk to bianca about it's primarily like famous in australia have you heard mm-hmm. of something called tall poppy syndrome no tall so, poppy syndrome so tall poppy. I, I mean it could it possibly be that you you're jealous of people that are taller than you well that too it's a cultural phenomenon this is from the wiki page it's okay. a it's a cultural phenomenon in which people hold back, criticize, or sabotage those who have or are believed to have been a high, achieved, notable success in aspects mm. of life. So, trying to intentionally cut people down, cutting down the tall poppy, bringing you down like gravity, essentially. And um, you know, to, to hear the success that you of your classmate, you know, you're the kind of guy I'd assume is happy for him. Good to see you. You're really of proud of him. But you know, there are those who that that can be jealous of like and do everything they can to sabotage what you do. Like for mm-hmm. me, in a previous mining position before I moved, I uh, ascended the ladder a little bit. I was, I learned some new pieces of gear, and mm-hmm. those that are still on. So you, when you start in open cut mining, you generally start on the haul trucks, then work your way up to like yeah. diggers, bulldozers, and so on. And that truck that you sent me, by the way, was like the size of a house. They are. It's it's an absolute. It's- two story it's scary it's scary looking and you still like to this day what is it seven years later since i first got on one i still feel like i'm overcompensating and i love it <laughs> <laughs> like, like, on the first i don't know if i told you so the first day i ever had um we got to the free milo was amazing uh-huh. um and then they took us up to a platform where we got to see a blast go off so when they when they're mining they They'll, they'll put explosive in the ground, drill down explosive, blow it up. And that way they'll remove the excess rock that's crumbled. 
and then unveil the coal seam. It's pretty cool. So we got to see that go off. And I got to hop in these trucks. I'm thinking, fuck yeah, mining's for me, especially the free Milo. And it was mm-hmm. ironic. I'm 15 <laughs> minutes into driving the truck and I needed to shit because I drank so much of it. Because <laughs> you drank so much Milo. Uh, did I tell you about my last day in coal mining? I don't know if I told you. <laughs> I don't think so. Please do. <laughs> That's another did shit you story. Take a, did you take a shit in the mine? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, yeah. A few times I got caught taking a shit under the truck because I couldn't, because <laughs> you can't always make it to the toilet. They're not everywhere. And yeah. like I'm sitting between the rear dual wheels, my overalls are down. And I'm going to town on this piece of dirt, and the supervisor's <laughs> supervisor's headlights looking at me. He said, "What are you doing? Oh, don't look at me, you fuck with him, shit." <laughs> <laughs> so my last day on the job. So as you walk in, and as you walk out, the first hall you see, last one you see, there's a that was the drug testing room, and I didn't realize they were drugs. I just come off night shift, so we used to do twelve hour shifts, and so I'm completely tired. Yeah, and it's about seven thirty, and I've got a turtle's head crowning. I'm brewed one up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. So I don't know how we always end up talking about poo, but anyways. So we, I go in there. Hey man, like, it happens. I put <laughs> it's a human natural thing. Yeah. So I put my bag down. I've gone in there, absolutely gone Mozart style on this porcelain. I've gone everywhere. It looked like a Jackson Pollock painting in reverse. Sure, and, <laughs> in reverse. That's great. And um, now I've finished up and wash my hands and stuff and i was going to walk out i've opened the door and here's this big sign saying drug testing in progress and the oh, nurse wow. lady doing the signs got her arms crossed and he's doing like the whole wiggle in her hips going ah, didn't see the fucking sign mate drug testing in progress and i'm like i'm embarrassed i'm like oh my gosh i'm so sorry so i proceeded to get my bag and start to walk quickly out of there and the guy who was actually due to do his test had his little peek up and as he's mm. walking in, <laughs> oh, it's just an earshot. The door was closed, and all you could hear is, "Oh, fuck it, Jesus, that stinks!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, see ya. And, that's um, great. That's so like, great. In, in Australia, like you know that that's the sound of someone who's caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I one thing I will say, um, I won't get too, I won't get too graphic for any of the listeners that are like please move on from poop talk but like the pooping is really funny for me for Dude, some reason i have crohn's disease people are used to hearing it from me so yeah i mean it's mostly just because like it's mostly just because like it's a natural thing you know like it's it's just funny like everybody everybody poops everybody farts and like it defies all logic it defies all language like it's just funny like no matter what I'm so yeah, and it's mostly funny when you're just thinking about it. When you're looking at it, it's not that funny. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so the worst one of the worst poop stories I think I ever had recently was like during during the pandemic, I was walking uh, outside to like get some vitamin D and things like that. And I went to a coffee shop and I got a cold brew. And I think it was the first cold brew I had ever had before from this place. And dude, it was it was like a fast pass ticket to freaking caca town. Like it was just ridiculous. And peacocking. <laughs> um, yeah, I was peacocking. I mean, so many things. And so anyway, um, I was like, I'm not going to make it back home. I'm not going to even make it to a bathroom and I'm walking, you know, like, so to my right is a street with oncoming traffic coming this way. And to my left is like kind of like a, foresty area with like a lake and like some 
bushes, you know, things like that. So I go, okay, I'm just going to go to a bush and I'm going to see if I can hide from the cars and I'm just going to go to town. So I went to one of the bushes and the whole time I was looking to towards the side of where all the cars were because I didn't want anybody to see. So I was just like, I mean, you know, Nickelodeon awarding this, uh, this, these plants, right? <laughs> the orange just like, right, right. Just, just <laughs> splatting these, these, uh, these poor plants. Um, and <laughs> right before I finished, I decided to look my other direction. <laughs> and there was a, there was a man with a weed whacker <laughs> looking at me going, going what the hell like like that and i just immediately pulled my pants up and just like walked away it was it was embarrassing but also like one of the funniest things that's ever happened oh okay okay in in, telling funny poo stories okay now (laughs) oh here we go so (laughs) when when i was living in newcastle before i got the diagnosis of crohn's um i used to go out my friends and they think it would be weird when i go to the nightclub and then in the middle of the night, just go and take a shit. You're like, who the fuck right. does that? It's like, you want a vodka Red Bull? No, I'm going to the toilet. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this nope, one night. It's shit time. <laughs> oh, look out. So this one night, I used to live about 20 minutes from the train station. So I'm in a, I'm in a taxi. This is before Uber days. In a taxi to the train station, 15-minute trip into town from there. Sweet. Now, I was going to see a girl, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm on one here. So in the taxi and I start to get the downtown push down. I'm like, right. I'm okay. I'll get to the train station. Use a toilet there. Do my thing. And then we're on baby. Get to the <laughs> train station at Cardiff and um, the toilet's out of order. I'm like, it's okay. The train will be here soon. I'll use that one there. No worries. Get on the train. And it's one of the oldest style ones. that doesn't have a toilet on it. Yeah. So I'm about five minutes into the trip. And I could feel this turtle's head. It's like the Ninja Turtles coming out of the sewer pipes in reverse. <laughs> right. It exactly. was like That's... Michelangelo was like cowbunga dude. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're just get looking to... for pizza. You know? oh, dude, oh, mate. It's ironic because it did come full circle. Hello. And yeah. uh, so I get to the it came I from got... pizza. <laughs> I get <laughs> I get to Newcastle Station. Their toilet's out of order there too. And I'm cursing, like, what the fuck is wrong with New South Wales train service? So my next option, there's two bars across the street. Okay, I'll go in there. Go in there. And I've done the lineup and the, and the security guard says, sorry, mate, too intoxicated. I said, bro, you don't understand. I'm just about to shit my pants. He goes, sure, yeah. You know, mm. mate, sorry. So I go on the other one. Same thing, too intoxicated. At this point, the turtle's head is absolutely turned into a turtle shell. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my butt muscles. I must have been toned because... The ass strength I showed that day, yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> anyway, so there's a train. It's so crazy! It's so crazy. Not to cut you off, but it's so crazy how like <laughs> how sometimes when you're trying to hold it, it almost feels like you're having a reverse baby. You so... know, like where you're just like, oh my god, like, and you're just like holding it, and sometimes you can make it suck back up. Have you ever done that? You yes. can like make it you can make it like suck back up and then you're like, okay, that bought me like two and a half minutes. It's like a reverse <laughs> have you ever farted inwards like a reverse fart? Yeah, I think those like, are burps, like, but <laughs> what the fuck was that? My ass now has a pulse temporarily. 
that's hilarious yeah like it's it literally feels like you're having like um i i I forget what it's called in birth but like they're they're oh contractions that's what it is it feels like you're having contractions contractions, like yeah it feels like you're having contractions it's like i've just farted in with or when you see someone incredibly unattractive your penis grows inside (laughs) you and you get an erection Dude, that happens to me quite often. Like, I and <laughs> I, I was too excited to tell you that, but <laughs> it's like it, that it's funny. To me quite often, it's yeah. funny. It'll be harder inside of myself and yeah. longer than what it would be seeing an attractive girl on the outside of me. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with my physiology? Yeah, uh, whenever something weird happens, like. I like at a show I usually will always say that because it doesn't actually happen but it does kind of feel like it where like where you get like if like you're so you're cringing so much at something that someone said that your penis goes inside of your stomach and you're just like oh god well I'm flying north for the summer I'll be safe in here yeah exactly Uh, but anyway go on you can go on okay so so next uh, security guards have said no so the train station is right next to the bus terminal and it's on the harbour, so over the road. is And then about 400 metres down said road is another another bar. I'm like, okay, I need to get there yesterday. So little Mitchie's right. decided to sprint there, took a shortcut through the bus terminal, and then she let go. Here's this little biscuit sliding down my leg mm. and I'm right in the headlights of an oncoming bus. And I'm like, don't look at me. So, <laughs> So see someone like me i'd just be like just hit me it'll make it, it'll make it easier on all of us because like because then you can be like oh man he got hit so hard he shit his pants <laughs> the rational mitch and it's wasn't not th- as embarrassing rational mitch wasn't thinking of that at the time but all i was thinking yeah. was right down to the rock wall undie socks in the harbor i'm wiping my ass on the rock like this and and <laughs> Walk like so. It's a land. Uh, the the footpath is a landing above me, and walking past were two deros, which are is Australian for rednecks. No, and this this woman was was a very large woman, and uh, yeah. she's taken a bite out of, of of a kebab, and I didn't realize mm. it was humanly possible to crunch your mouth <laughs> around something like that. And she had the tenacity to look down and look at me with a mouthful of food. She said, "You're disgusting." I'm like, oh can, my god! Please. Fuck off, you dragon! Like dead said, who yeah. are you? <laughs> You're the one with a kebab in your mouth, like a cigarette, right now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I just thought, also thought, lucky guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> then I rang my best friend Brooksy. I'm like, can you go and pick me up? Oh no! He's like, fine. So my my the girl was like, where are you? I'm like, yeah, sorry, I can't make it. So he picks me up. He's like, I got people with me. I said, you probably want to drop them off. Yeah, it's fine. So he had this little old Nastra, tiny little hatchback thing, and they've arrived about twenty five minutes later. I've I reckon I've raised the level of that harbour with the amount of tears I'm crying. It's ridiculous, and I get into said car. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I told you to drop your mates off. He's like, oh no, you'll be right. And I'm sitting in there, and a, an awkward two minutes passes, mm. and I stink. And all you could hear was, what's that smell? Fuck, yeah. I was embarrassed, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't often get embarrassed. So I've sunk into the back seat. Yeah, you're you usually, like, yeah, what is that? You want a cheeseburger, Mitch? <laughs> no, I don't. I just want to get home, you fucking idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> Got home, 45 minutes sharing the fetal position, and those pants were then thrown in the bin. So the moral of the story, kids, always make sure you have a modium with you so you can clog up your, your bowels <laughs> and you can go talk to the girl. 
it's so true man i mean dude speaking of which you know you were talking about like uh a, <laughs> this a bigger lady and it kind of reminded me of the story where i went <laughs> i went to a theme park with my sister and my dad and um it was such a blast like my dad was like you know i i kind of want to like treat you guys and you know just like hang out for the day and it was such a blast man we went on so many it was universal studios i don't know if you've ever been but never um, been yet to get to the estates okay but yeah so it was universal studios uh here in the states and uh for anybody that hasn't been there it's essentially like uh, a theme park where you ride movie rides like like it's like their their whole thing is like you ride the movies so they have a ride based on the mummy you know and it's a roller coaster and like you know they have a spider-man ride and they have harry potter stuff and they have uh, a bunch of other comic book things and they have a jimmy fallon ride because why not and you know they have like so many different things Anyway, is it like a surfboarding rod where you ride his hair like a wave or <laughs> no, it's actually a, a ride called race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. And the whole thing is like, uh, it's basically a ride where you're trying to make it to the tonight show on time. And That's so cool. I like that. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually a really fun ride. Um, and so anyway, uh, all that to say, that uh at one point uh, i had to use the restroom because um oh i i actually completely remember i was i was having a panic attack and i went to the restroom to like get some air you know like which was literally the dumbest decision i've ever made because i had 90% like more toxic air than i did outside um taking in but... those poo particles yeah, like it was it was awful. But I went in there and I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe I can like use the restroom or whatever. And so um, and kind of next to me was this, you know, very, very big gentleman who was in a motorized scooter. And um, and uh, and I let him go in front of me because he the the handicap stall uh was is much bigger and so he goes he goes oh go for it and i go no 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 you go you go these the it's literally made for you like i'm not gonna use your restroom you know and so he was like he was like oh man that's really nice and then we had this like really nice moment where he goes uh he goes you know the doctor only says i gotta live like this for a couple more weeks and till I get the surgery and everything's going to be great. And I was, and, and I go, hell yeah, man, that's a way to really look at your life. Like that's amazing, you know? And, and it was like this really positive moment and it like snapped me out of my panic attack for a second because I was like, Hey man, like there's a lot of people going through a lot of shit right now. You know what I mean? Like, and you're just sitting here bitching and moaning about having a panic attack at a theme park. Like what the hell is wrong with you? You know what I mean? And so and and right when that happened, um, I I heard uh I heard like a struggle, right? And then I I I heard him uh like trying basically he was trying to get on the toilet, right? And I heard a struggle, and then I heard, <laughs> and then he he just went ah shit like that, and I went hey buddy, and he goes yeah, and I go are you okay? <laughs> And he goes, yeah, I broke another damn toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> and 
that he said it in a way where this has been a thing that happens a lot. <laughs> and he just goes to public restrooms and breaks toilets just by sitting on them. Like <laughs> It's like a sitcom, like, that's our mic, <laughs> another toilet yeah. seat. And so... I told my parents that, or I, I told my dad that story and my sister, like on our way home. And I, I go, you know, it was a real full circle moment, you know, because like we had this moment where it was like this beautiful, like, yeah, man, what do you have to be anxious about? Like so many people are going through so much shit and like, you know, why, why are you like, you know, why are you like this? But then like, also that guy that just made you feel great, just broke all the toilet seats. And, do, 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 but yeah. it, it's, but uh, you know, our problems are in proportionate to what we're going through. Like I get, I of suffer course. from anxiety and, but yeah, like sometimes it sounds bad to say, but when you realize someone has it worse off than you, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does sound bad to say, but like that was that was the thing that helped me, you know, in a lot of ways, which is really strange. But Australian bathrooms, it's like the instant you're peacocking. It's Mm -hmm. like that's the time where Aussie dudes want to talk to you or some amazing things happen in bathrooms. Mm -hmm. It's just like you get your cock out having a piss, are you, mate? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) How observant on no, you? No, actually, <laughs> I was just giving it some air. I was like, um, so this <laughs> this one time, I'm I'm like using a, a urinal stall, and all you hear is <clears throat> plonk, clean up in all three. Like, fuck me, dead. <laughs> you come out. Oh, geez, mate, I feel about ten kilos lighter. This guy's a, now. This guy's a stranger to me. I'm like, oh, you had a good time, did you, champ? Yep, the fucking cleaner woke. <laughs> <laughs> With a straight face, walks out, doesn't wash his hands. I'm like thinking, what? what the fuck is this? Dude, you want to hear something barbaric? Oh, my God, man. This is ridiculous. In the States, I don't know if they do this in Australia, but in the States at a football game um, or really any sporting event, but mostly football games, you go when you go to the bathroom, it is just a giant trough with ice in it. <laughs> you could put bees in there, cool them. And no, you literally just see a line of guys in a circle just pissing like a fountain, you know, like into the into the ice. And that is the bathroom. <laughs> no, like, it's it is barbaric. Are no, you we, kidding me? We at least have troughs like if I go to a rugby league match, it's like the troughs are in like a square shape. So Yeah. There's like privacy. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a bukkake party, <laughs> dude. You're there's like 25 other men, and I I only went to football games as a kid, you know, because I I just I I don't really like to go to live sporting events anymore. Um, mostly just because like when when sports fans, especially American sports fans, get really drunk, they get like violent, and I'm just not into that. Yeah, I don't want to be around that. And so, yeah. And so I I just, I just kind of like, you know, but I will say this though. Um, the times that I have been to live sporting events, it's so fun. I love, it's I, so I, fun. I live for that live atmosphere. There you go. English language again, same spelling, two meanings. Fuck yeah. Go Macquarie dictionary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you I, some of the greatest live atmospheres I've been to are like, so there's a level of rugby league here called state of origin where, mm-hmm. Queensland plays my state, New South Wales, and wherever you're born or you play your first football match, that's the state you represent. It's representative footy. Right. And um, I went to an origin match back in 2013. And uh, 
you know, it wasn't the biggest crowd. It was like 60,000 fans and we're in the heart of New South Wales Rugby League. So that's my state. That is so many people, though. <laughs> and we, and we're like, our, our it's actually is... a pretty small game. It was 60,000 people. Oh, it's, like... <laughs> it's tiny. And so our color is sky blue, like the color of your shirt on now. And yeah, we're yeah. all chanting, you know, go New South Wales. And they won the game. And, you know, 20 years ago, you would probably give the Queenslanders, like, heckle them on the way out. Oh, right. so shit. But these days, everyone gets along. So I'm there with my best mate, Alex. And uh, we went to one of the bars and we're celebrating. And a few key uh, New Zealanders, uh, fuck, Queenslanders there, get your geography right, Mitch, come on. And um, mm. like, it was just banter. And there was some idiots from, like, you fucking Queenslanders and this and that. It's like, mate, don't ruin us. They don't ruin our vibe. Like, the, the stupid actions of a few isn't going to bring undone tonight's amazing vibe. Like, right. And that sucks. Like, you know, you get your drunk fans and recently in Australia in the so- the top level soccer, so like our version of MLS Soccer League, um, right. there was a, a bit of a riot where like the Melbourne fans were throwing flares, no, Brisbane fans throwing flares into the crowd. Even yeah, the, the, goalkeeper, the goalkeeper got a bucket to the head, got concussed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, over what? No one watches yeah. the A-League anyways because it's shit. And you just want to carry right. on like that? Like, fuck, like, how stupid. Um, it's a game like at yeah. the end of the day it's a game so like why why does that have to invoke any kind of violence you know like i'm man. all for i'm all for shit talking like at the end of the day like if that's fun you know what i mean but like when it starts getting like when you start putting hands on people like come on man what are we doing here you know no, like no one's worth a criminal record especially if your team loses <laughs> yeah like that's very you, true you go ahead and put your hands on someone potential assault charge there goes your chance to travel overseas get a job um you know what i mean like so if we have a, a like if we commit a felony here um and if we have and if the charge is bad enough i can't come over there and see you guys i can't do any of that stuff right and you know geez we're hitting some uh some real topics this evening this is great i um this is, this is, you know, oh, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, yeah. this is good content. You get two smart men, i.e., Mike's got the brain of two, and I'm just a dickhead. Um, <laughs> put us together, and we come up with content like this. I love it. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like that. Anyways, the moral of the story is be a good cunt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I just I think that you know especially in an age where it is quote unquote PC culture, right? Everyone's offended by something. Talking before about if you don't like something, don't watch it. How often right. do you scroll social media and you see Ace Ventura Two is being you know identified as as offending millennials or whatever? It's like it happened right. almost three decades ago. You're bringing this yeah. shit up now. Fuck off. Right. I don't care. Don't watch it. <clears throat> yeah. Look, in in a way, like, and I I always say this, like, comedy spoils like milk, man. I mean, it's just like, what was funny five years ago isn't going to be funny now, you know, like, like, that's just what it is. And like, I, I like to look at it like this, where it's like, there's a lot of movies and some of them are comedies and some of them aren't, you know, but there's a lot of movies that are like classic movies and they have terrible things in them, you know, like 
16 Candles, like, has a, a, a basically a sexual assault in it. Yeah, you know, like, tropic, they're, like, tropic trying thunder to... With that... Tropic Thunder, yeah. Danny, Danny like, Jr. doing the, the blackface. Blackface, yeah. yeah. Robert Danny Jr. doing blackface and, like, you know, um, a whole bunch of different things. But the thing is, what you can what you can do is, like, and I think, I think it's mostly just for like i would i would assume that what's happening is like millennials are showing their kids ace ventura and then their kids you know cuz there's there's a scene where the whole thing is that einhorn is finkel and Fink, you know that einhorn's a man and Amazing. you know like that's Amazing the whole scene. thing and and it's essentially like this whole like you you find out that it was a trans person the whole time right and that is the punchline to an entire movie right and so look you just at the end of the day like that's not why we love jim carrey that's not why we love ace ventura like i don't watch ace ventura because i hate trans people you know what i mean like i yeah that's if you get a conclusion lot yeah it's ridiculous yeah like I watch Ace Ventura because Jim Carrey makes me laugh and I like him hearing talking out of his ass. Like that's funny. Like a you know glove. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a glove. You know, excuse me, can I ask you a question? You know, <laughs> like a sola mia. Like just all these so many great Bumblebee things, tuna. Like, Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Dude, it, it, can we please talk about this? The hardest time I've ever laughed in a movie ever is Ace Ventura 2 when he's coming out of the rhino's ass. <laughs> one of the best of all Dude, time. that's like one of the greatest scenes in a, in a movie ever made. Like, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you're trying to cancel this movie? Like, there was no hatred in these people's hearts when they were making it. Like, I mean, <laughs> sure, people were people unaware? Absolutely. Like, you, the thing is, like, like, you can't, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words here, but like you can't mistake like stubbornness or like uh, or like not knowing of a culture or whatever to be like, oh, well, that means they're hateful. And it's like, well, not necessarily. Maybe they just didn't know, unless you know, you, like unless you hear it like that, that word interpretation. OK, so the artist, the artist, the director, Jim himself, the writers might want to put it out as, you know, hey, it, this is amazing physical comedy jim is a genius and all that stuff and you know the idea of crawling out of robotic rhino's ass is hilarious yeah and that's all it is and you know you you, know when that movie came out one of my one of my favorite jim carrey stories when that movie came out it was the root uh siskel and ebert at the time in, in the states were like the biggest reviewers and if they gave you two thumbs up, your movie was golden, you know, and um, this was also at a time when Jim Carrey was untouchable because in the same year he came out with Dumb and Dumber, The Mask and Ace Ventura. So he's like oh, yeah. literally, wow. literally untouchable. Like, I mean, an amazing year in comedy. And um, and so the reviews got two thumbs down. And they were like, this movie is childish and like, it's so like, it's so dumb and this, that, and the other thing. 
and he was there and and uh, a couple of his comedian friends were there with him and he he read the newspaper article so excited to see what people thought because he legitimately thought that what he did was great and he loved the movie he was so excited and then he read it and then he puts his head down the way that harlan williams is the person that told this story he's a comedian harlan williams was there and he said jim just puts his head down and he just goes you know what fuck those people i had a good time 100 percent. you know and to this day it's the only movie where because it was so popular it was so popular at the time especially for theater but then also on vhs it was so popular it's the only movie in siskel and ebert history that was re-reviewed yeah right and isn't that doesn't that suck doesn't that yeah like the fact that i guess it's kind of like the early social media days you base your opinion based off what two guys think of it like who cares right form your own opinion like yeah you know it was einstein that theorized that technology will get to a certain point and it'll make humans look docile i mean yeah have a go at the masses of social media and everyone on their devices and stuff like oh yeah i don't like this because this person reviewed it fuck that form your own review like yeah well, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the whole thing where it's just like, especially with movies lately, like all everyone does is look at Rotten Tomatoes. And like if it if it isn't you have any idea how many movies on Rotten Tomatoes have a bad score. And I love those movies like Nacho Libre has so many Jack, some of Jack Black's finest work, in my opinion. Dude, Nacho Libre is one of the greatest comedies ever. I laughed so hard watching that movie. And re- the reviewers hated it. Like, mm. so it's just like, who cares what they think? Form your own opinion. You know, it's like, exactly what you said. Another one that people frowned upon that was hilarious was Napoleon Dynamite. I love that movie. Well, you must have so got three good. feet Eric that time. Gosh, like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I mean, they, uh, and in fact, the same people that made Napoleon Dynamite made Nacho Libre. There you so, go. like, yeah. And I mean, some of the greatest some of the greatest stuff i mean like the whole like him doing the uh <laughs> i i ate some dirt i ate some grass i used my hands to wipe my tears like just <laughs> amazing classic amazing. misdirection yeah just i i personally always loved the the scene where he's pretending to be in the mariachi band and he's <laughs> and he's just improvising <laughs> that he's the singer and he's like and we're here at the party <laughs> he looked like he had the most amount of fun making that movie dude and that's the best when you see when you can see someone especially in a comedy when you can see someone having a genuine good time oh my god it's so same it's as school of rock. same as school yeah. of rock. he was made it's, for that part yeah, it's infectious, man. Like, like it's never gonna be. And I feel like Jack Black kind of does that with a lot of his movies. Where like, usually in every movie that you see him in, you're like, even if the movie's not that good, you're like, he was the best part in it. Usually, I like him in uh, the recent Jumanji films. I mean, I same. They, they were mostly CGI, and they were okay, but he was charming and funny. And um, yeah, just speaking about like laughing the hardest in a cinema the first time i saw team america yeah um, that's very common and yeah. the 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 theme that was like if you promise 
never to die. I will have, I will sleep with you right now. He's like, I promise I'll never die. And that sex scene, holy shit, it gets me every single time, man. Oh, yeah. I was, I was in tears and laughing. Yeah, they're pooping in each other's chest. They're vomiting on each other. I oh, mean, like, man. it's, it's great. It's really funny. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Team America World Police is probably like one of the funnier, one of the funnier scenes or one of the funnier movies i always love the soundtrack like i thought the soundtrack was the funniest part America, of the fuck yeah yeah and i said motherfucking day yeah i mostly love the i think my my favorite song i love that song but my favorite is um freedom isn't free because the so, hefty fucking fee you've never yeah, put in your buckle five who will buckle five <laughs> yeah because he's doing the accents in such a funny way your buckle five will do like just like there really are singers that sing like that and it's embarrassing like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that's, great that's gold um yeah we could talk you for hours man on this sort of yeah thing, man but, for sure um but yeah, it's good to um. I think this year, as well. I think I want to like focus on keeping in touch with people, and because this course. last twelve months, you know, talking about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. new town, new job, not knowing many people, it can be overwhelming, and um, that's probably what I'll speak to Bianca about when we catch up. But yeah, um, the three of us will have to hop on and do an episode too. Hey, I think, dude, I would love to do that. I mean. We can either do an episode or start our own podcast or something. Who knows? You yeah, know, well, but do but, a mini series podcast. You know. Yeah, well, two parts. One part imposter. Yours would be comedy based, and mine will just be well, shit talk. Really, that's pretty much. Yeah, how about like? Yeah, we can do like a three part crossover thing. That'd be fun. Mm, yeah, well, we might That'd have be to really good. Have to do that, but um, yeah, we'll sort of wrap things up there shortly. Sure. So I will put the links in the bio. But where can people find you? Can you just to say your, your socials out loud again, please. Of course. Yeah. So my Instagram is at Mike Valdez, M-I-K-E-V-A-L-D-E-S. Uh, I have a TikTok. If you're on TikTok, it's at, at official Mike Valdez. Uh, my TikToks are going dummy viral right now. Um, and let's see. Other than that, man, um, all the links to everything are on my Instagram and on my TikTok. Um and um also my my merch is all there too uh and if you you know you don't want to follow me on instagram or you don't have instagram just go to childlikewonder.co and um and pick some merch out i'm really happy with it i'm proud of it super soft super comfortable and one of my favorite things about it is uh i wanted to make merch that was merch that people would wear regardless of whether they knew who I was or not. Yeah. cool. And yeah. And so I think that this is merch that like people would wear, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and I, in fact, there's a couple other shirts that I didn't talk about. They're more like, you know, uh, Christian pop culture shirts, but they're like fun. They're like funny type Christian pop culture shirts. Um, growing up, I always saw a lot of like, you know, such and such church camp, but I've never seen a shirt that just says church camp on it. <laughs> so, and so I just, I just made a shirt that says church camp on it because it gets a reaction. Like the, the no context of it just gets a really fun reaction because there's people that are like, 
oh, I love church camp or like, oh, I went to church camp. That was a really weird experience. And like, no matter what, it's a conversation piece. You know what I mean? It's not and, a real, uh, it's not a real big thing here in Australia to go to like a camp or something over the summer, over the winter. That's or whatever. such a, that's, I, I guess it's just an American thing, but like, yeah, that's a very big thing here in America. Like, like parents want their kids out of the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I can imagine. They're like, go to sleepaway camp, like, you know, with the church or, you know, um, or, uh, just a fun, it, like, I've done all kinds of camps. Like, I did a, I did a sleepaway camp that was just like theater kids. That would have been know? awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was really fun. At the end, we put we put on uh, into the woods. That was really fun. You know, I mean, yeah, it was it was the time. You know, I mean, it was very. I don't know how often that happens anymore, because I I mean I'm not a parent, so I don't really know. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if summer camps are as popular as they used to be. But back we, then, it was like when I was a kid, that was like all you did. We um. I did go to one camp. It's called the Great Aussie Bush Camp, and it had okay abseiling and high wires and rock climbing and stuff like that. All about activities. So fun. And back then in the nineties, you didn't have all this social media and stuff, and you didn't have that to distract you. I think that was one good thing about it. Was like I love being off my phone. We're at work when I let it have them, locking in my locker, and then I'll I can get it at lunchtime, and I love that. Yeah. Um, so that was a good part I, about it these days that it'd be a bit different, of course. Yeah, well, I, that's kind of why I think that it's, like, difficult for to do a camp now because it's just, like, how are you going to get these kids off of their phone, off their iPads, off their Nintendos, like, you know, so many things. But who knows, man? I mean, we had we had Nintendo, we had Game Boys, we had, we had uh, not the Switch, but we had, like, Game Boy Advance and stuff like that that we would take to camp and... There would be days that we wouldn't play with it. So, you know, and it wasn't because we weren't allowed to. It was because we just didn't want to, you know. Yeah. So I used who to, knows? Um, I used to, uh, oh, circa 98, 99, I wasn't, I was about nine years old. My brother mm. was 12 and we used to play Pokemon battles. So we had the original Game Boys. He'd have red version, I'd have blue. Yeah. You had to physically connect them with a the cable and uh, you had battles. So we used to, our rooms were side by side. So I'd sit in my doorway here in his. And then dude. You, you get you get a good hit in all you can hear is you're fucking dead. I uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I have to tell you this story. I know you're trying I know you're trying to end it, but look No no go I mean no when I was go for when it. I was a kid, when I was a kid, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told this story, but when I was a kid, I was in fifth grade and I had a teacher who he was technically a PE teacher, but they needed a regular teacher to teach fifth grade, like all the subjects. And he didn't know how to teach at all. And so he would just read everything verbatim, like the syllabus and, and like all the stuff he would read everything for verbatim. Now, the biggest problem was he had a really, really intense stutter. So like everything oh, you that had, he did. He would have had a good time with that, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, he, it was just like everything was like, OK, OK, everybody take out your Bibles because it was a Christian school. So like, you know, everything was just it was so tough. Anyway, all that to say, one day he realized that all the kids loved Pokemon. Right. Because we were bringing all of our games um, and our link cables. I mean, you could I mean, there was a time in school when it was just like you have to like get under people's link cables to like get to where you were going. And so, um, so anyway, 
he decides, you know what? I am going to buy I'm going to I'm going to buy a Game Boy for myself and I'm going to buy Pokemon for myself. And I seriously, I remember nothing else from fifth grade except the entire day. All we did was play Pokemon with our teacher. That's good. Hell yeah. Yeah. And and the whole thing was like his name was Mr. Whitaker. And and it was like, oh, man, if you beat Mr. Whitaker with your Pikachu, like he'll give you an A in science. Like, I swear to God. That's awesome. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, <laughs> p- p- Pikachu, I ch- ch- choose you. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the, the thunder, thunder shock. <laughs> so we did that and then like halfway through my my fifth grade year pokemon cards got really popular you remember yes. pokemon cards yes i still got some actually in my drawer here so those got really popular keep right? talking i might see if i can get one and so so those got really popular and then mr whitaker would buy pokemon cards and then sell them to us as kids he would sell pokemon cards to us he was making money being a t- he was making money selling us our pokemon cards oh my gosh what is which pokemon is this i can't read it it's a gyarados it's a, it's a hologram one oh nice See? a gyarados dude that would have freaking kicked me because i i I think the the best card I had was a holographic um abracadabra I think was the was the one but man he so my teacher my teacher would he would buy and and then after a while he was noticing cuz we would we would just bring like 5 bucks to school and then he would give us uh Oh, that's so cool. All right. May is that Machoke? That's or a match Machoke. Machoke, yeah. Machoke, yeah. Yeah. And so he uh so my teacher, I guess, like bought like bulk Pokemon cards or something. I don't know what he did, but essentially we would come to school, we would ask our parents, and after a while, I think it, it got to a point where like teachers started complaining about it because like or or not teachers, where parents started complaining about it because parents were like I keep giving my kids $20 a week so they can buy Pokemon cards from their teacher. <laughs> and that was big money back then too. Yeah. When we were kids, like that mm. was a big deal. Like 20 bucks was like a hundred bucks for us. So in you the know? La- and so like, you just reminded yeah. me in the late nineties talking about nostalgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is a series of phenomenon. First was Pokemon, then yes. Pokemon cards. Okay. Then yeah. it was Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yep. Then it, was, cards as well. then it was Tamagotchis, then Digimon. Yes, yes. And correct. then I think after that was Beyblades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Beyblades. That late 90s, early 2000s, it was huge. Um, mm-hmm. It probably is the same today with kids or whatever, but like that nostalgia, like I loved growing up in the 90s. Um, yeah, it's the best. It was so fun. I mean, there's a reason why there's so many podcasts talking about that that era of growing up because like it was the most fun, like you know television television was original it wasn't like well here's a reboot of something you saw 30 years ago which was from the 90s you know Ugh. like literally everything is just like hey let's retread something from the 90s but do it now you know where it's just like in the 90s it, it, there was original ideas you know so mm. and and yeah like that's i don't know and the 80s was was like that as well like i mean from my memory i mean i i 
wasn't I wasn't born until 87 but like you know in the 80s you have like Transformers you had TN, uh, Ninja Turtles yeah, you Ninja had Turtles, uh, G.I. Joe they were yeah, the sort of those were the sort wrestling of wrestling was really popular as well yes. you know those are the sort of yeah. flagship things for entertainment to today yeah you know, yeah still still the turtles are still popular like i mean they're still doing he-man stuff it's on netflix kevin smith wrote it yeah like, i saw I mean, that i saw the um i'm mean, i follow kevin smith i think we spoke about it last time i said mm-hmm. uh, if you could podcast anyone who would it be 100 percent kevin smith yeah I, it would be amazing um he's great and yeah like um actually clerks 3 comes out soon so i'm really keen to see that oh yeah um, have you not seen it that's not out here in australia well, is, it is it not? It okay. wasn't released in okay. the cinema. It might be available for digital release, but I never, okay. I never got the rounds in the cinemas here. Um, yeah, it, it made its rounds in the cinema, I think, last year, and I saw it, and it was it was great. I loved good. it. You're going to really like it. It's cool. really good. Um, But, yeah, I really, yeah, I just, so that's why I want to keep on powering through with this and collaborate, hopefully go, like, get some awesome names and work with people that are even if it's just for an hour of their time you know like right right it'd mean the world to me to sort of meet himself and even if it's just well, mark bernard and his podcasting past partner on um yeah uh fat, fat man, man beyond. beyond um mm-hmm. yeah just people like that would be amazing who's someone that you would love to work on a project with real quick oh um you know kevin kevin smith is one of them for sure um I don't want to jinx it, but I have had my I've had my hat in the mix twice for a Judd Apatow movie. Um wow, big, and so that's a big name. Say right what there. now? That's a big yeah, name yeah. right there. Wow. Yeah, I've had my hat in the mix for for two Judd Apatow things so far. And um I keep telling myself third time's a charm, like, you know, you might you might get it on the next one, you know, that kind of thing. Um but Judd would be really great. Um, Kevin, in any in any capacity, I'd like to work with Kevin. Like even if it's just like podcasting with him for an episode, um, you know. But as far as like as an actor, like I would say um, Judd for sure would be a really big one. Um, trying to think, like, I mean. Other people would just be like actors, you know, like it would be cool to work with Jim Carrey. It'd be cool to work with Steve Martin. You know, it'd be really cool. Uh, Martin Short, um, you know, a, a bunch of people. I mean, there's a, there's I don't think there's there's anybody that I wouldn't want to work with, to be honest. Um, nice. You know, but but a really big one for sure for me is is Judd. Judd would be to at least at least have something where it's like a per like produced by Judd, you know. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that he wrote or or is anything, but at least is overseeing. That would be really cool. There you go. So twenty twenty three, gonna make it our year, eh? I love that. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm sorry I wasn't Ooh, as funny I'm- as normal, but no same here i mean one thing i will say you're you know man we were we were completely fine it was it was great here's another one uh in fact um a great um a great uh director that i'd like to work with um uh christopher nolan would be really fun oh yeah tarantino tarantino would be really fun um the thing with tarantino is like i think he only has one movie left before he retires 
Um, yeah, he, he could... said, yeah, he said he's only doing nine, I think. Yeah, so, after, after what ninth. happens in Hollywood, he's like, mm, I'll think about it next time. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. I think he only has one left. So, um, you know, Russo brothers, the Duffer brothers always wanted to do something on Stranger Things. I love the Duffer brothers. Yeah, 100%. Um, but um, another actor, dude, I, I, I love I would love to work with Josh Peck. I think that guy's super funny. And uh, and honestly, like, I think that it, that we would like have a really fun banter with each other. Like we yeah. would be like it would at least be a fun podcast. Listen, you know, um, but yeah, anyway, those are my people there. I mean, there's too many people. And also I. I didn't that those are all I just realized that I didn't name any women and there's so many women I want to work with. It's all right. well. you know, like, so it's just like it'll come you to know. you. Yeah. I mean, I'd I mean, love there's... to you know how much I'd love the, the show Scrubs and that community. I yeah. would love to have an hour of Bill Lawrence's time, but good luck to that. Mm. Uh just dude, Bill Lawrence he's so funny. Oh, so funny and such a great showrunner. Did you know that he came from Boy Meets World? No. Yeah. He came from Boy Meets World and he he wrote um, there's actually a really a really big debate that's been going on. And um, a lot of people are saying he's the he's the person that came up with the name Topanga. Yeah, right. Well, he um, yeah, I knew him that he worked on Sin City and then was a writer on Friends briefly. And then mm-hmm. that's when sort of I think Scrubs started. Um, yeah. Scrubs and then uh, Undateable, which which yeah. to to this day i think is like one of the greatest um one of the greatest formats of a sitcom ever because the idea of undateable was that it was a bar but the show is live so it was like it was literally a live sitcom and it was super fun like to be able to see like like if they flubbed their line they flubbed it like that was it (laughs) you know and it was it's really fun and and like it was all comedians so they're all just roasting each other and like it was it was just a fun show bill lawrence is is awesome he's somebody i'd love to work with as well mike sure as well you know good good place you know stuff like that yeah i worked with i did a show with mike sure uh my my first pilot um actually uh i worked on something that he produced um but uh but the pilot didn't get picked up because it was the year that he made the good place and the good place got picked up instead um which I think that that was the better decision in my personal opinion, at least as a fan of, of TV. I remember like, you know, it was my job and I was like, you know, this is great and this is funny, but I don't know how long this is going to last. Like I even remember like, as I read the script, I was like, I don't know how long this is going to last. Like how long can you make this? You know? Um, But then I saw the good place and I was like, Oh, this, this is going to work. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. I, um, I'm a fan of all of it. Like I, yeah. like, and uh, Ted Lasso, and there's a new show oh, coming yeah. out with um, oh Jason, 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 Jason Sudeikis. No, um, the guy who played Marshall in um, oh Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel's going to be yeah. the lead of his new show that's coming out. Yeah, with um, Harrison Ford, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's about uh, isn't it about therapy? Something like that. There's a short thing on Instagram. I'll tag you in it. And also, I just realized that I have an unreal. It's it's on YouTube. I actually have an acting reel from when I was about 22. If you want to have a laugh, I'll post that. I'll send you that. You'll giggle. Sure. Nice. Um, But um, love it. 
as always, man, it's a pleasure. Um, always enjoy chatting. And um, Same. If, if people are still listening at this point, thank you. Um, yes, we love and, you. And uh, we all do. And as always, if everyone wants to be involved in the show, Insta, pod, uh, every, you know where it is by now. <laughs> uh, all good. Anyways, as always, man, thank you so much. And I'll thank catch you all in the next one. Bye for now. See ya.